I guess we should do this thing, huh? Fuck yeah, let's do this. All right. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Tip to Tip with Lou and Chris. My name is Lou. Hey guys, I'm Chris. That's Chris over there. Um, we're doing episode 30 today. Episode 30. 30. It's a milestone. It's another another even number. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of those. This one starts with three, <laughs> which is unusual for an even number. <coughs> so that's how numbers work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, <coughs> I want to let you know. Yeah. I've eaten two weed mints. Are you being serious? Or are uh, you? I'm being serious. So, all right. Cool. I got out of the shower, set everything up, popped them in. So, we'll see how this turns how out. How long do edibles usually take for you? It depends. These mints aren't like really strong. Yeah. Um, and they're small. So, Probably. Do you know how many milligrams? I think it's they're two a piece. Two two milligrams? Yeah, so they're not like okay, real huge, but yeah, I think the the gummies that I ate before we recorded that episode where I was high, yeah, uh, I think they were ten milligrams a piece, and I yeah. ate two of them. <laughs> so, man, but I were... ate one the day before I ate one, and it didn't do shit, which is why I ate two. So yeah, two's, I got a little high. Two's the magic number. <laughs> Apparently, two is what gets my shirt off. <laughs> um, yeah, episode 30. Um, so before we get talking about the uh, the episode proper here, the job, we're going to do a little housekeeping from last episode. I actually have two things I want to mention. The first is we had talked about Mario Menard. Yeah, Mario. Right, so Mario Menard. <laughs> um, <laughs> turns out... I, I wasn't too far off when I said Big Jim Menard. Okay. His name is John Menard. All right. And he's actually the 68th richest dude in the United States. Wow. Which surprised me. Yeah, that's very surprising. Yeah, Menards is like, you know, it's a, a well-known hardware store out there, but it's not like Walmart, you know? But apparently it is. It's the Walmart of hardware stores or something. Who's number one on that list? I don't know. I didn't look at the list. I just looked at him. Oh. Maybe we'll do an episode on rich people one day and we can talk about all of them. Hopefully. We just go through the list and see who we've heard of. Yeah. I I have no interest in that. (laughs) (laughs) There's a certain level of wealth you just don't need, you know? Yeah, but it'd be nice to have it. I don't know that he even would. Like, what to you, what's the difference between $3 million and three? Um... A lot. <laughs> I don't. I, I really don't think so. I don't I, think you could spend even close to a billion dollars in your lifetime unless you were just like throwing money at everything. Well, you said three million, right? I said three million versus three billion. I mean, there's. I'm a, saying for me, yeah, it's the same. The the my lifestyle doesn't change between those two. Mine would. It's change. just wasted money. Yeah. What would you do different with three billion that you wouldn't do with three million? Well. If I had three billion opposed to three million, like we'd be living in 
a crazy place, whether it be downtown and like a really expensive high rise or whatever. We take vacations think, every other day. <laughs> you don't think you could do that with three million? Yeah, but I mean, you don't have to. Work. I know I could burn through three million in my lifetime. Well, yeah, of course, but you'd be trying. Like to me, you're not. You're not. I'm, I'm not the kind of asshole that's going to buy an island, you know, for all my fucking orgies. <laughs> so I'm gonna like. I'm you gonna won't get have nice to. Place. I'm gonna buy it for you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to get a nice place, you know, West Coast, maybe something nice somewhere else. I'm not going to buy a fucking house in every city I enjoy. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, like, I might travel, but I'm not going to be, like, drinking fucking the finest champagne everywhere I go and shit. Like, I, I don't, I live a pretty meager existence now, and I'm I'm pretty happy. The only thing that bums me out is not being able to afford to, like, not work a shitty job. Right. You know? But yeah, I don't know. I, I maybe three million is a little low, but like five million, ten million. Like when you think about oh yeah, I mean, a, that's a well-known actor more. versus a fucking like Saudi sheik. <laughs> you know, like you don't need billions of dollars. You do not need that much money. No, You're never going to spend it all. I know. So like, I think it's fucking silly to. I mean, I guess if it's a score like in the video game of life, then I get why you'd want to be that rich. But I could give a fuck. Uh yeah, so Mario Menard, lots of money. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to clean up from the last episode is we talked a bit about. You asked me about if I played music with Aaron and Shane when I got back, and I shrugged it off. Basically, I was like, I don't think I did. And then in doing the research for this episode, looking at my journals, I actually did play with Shane and Blake once or twice, and then I played with Aaron separately. So I didn't play. We didn't Midwest and get back together. But I did play music with those guys separately on a couple of occasions there. Like trying to get so, something going or just fucking around? I don't I don't really think it was that. I think it was just like, let's just play music and see what happens. Hmm. And for whatever reason, the magic didn't hold, you know? So yeah, I just wanted to like clean that up because I feel like last time I was pretty definitive. Like, oh, I didn't play music with them. And kind of seemed weird to me too. Like, why wouldn't I play at least a couple of times just get together and then yeah we did actually but just not the three of us mm, for whatever reason and i don't think it was on purpose i think it was just like busy people doing life stuff but anyway that's all the housekeeping i have to do did you have anything you want to say from from last time around <laughs> do you, you make any mistakes that you regret since <laughs> no i feel uh i feel pretty <laughs> good I can only see the top part of your shirt, but it just says Jim real big, <laughs> like G-Y-M. Oh, okay. Jim Tonic. Jim Antonic. Jim Antonic. Oh, okay. It's like it's like the alcoholic beverage. Just like but not. <laughs> just the one. <laughs> it's, it's like that, but instead of alcohol, it's lifting weights. Ugh. Cool. So, uh, fuck it. We're going to talk about Target today, which just on the face of things doesn't seem like it would be that interesting a job, but... This is the job where I met my wife, so it's the most important job. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the most important job I ever had, weirdly. Um, it's It feels weird saying that, because when I tell you about the job, you're going to be like, yeah, no. But, <laughs> but yeah, ended up being married. So, uh, occupational breakdown time, let's do it. <coughs> occupational breakdown! like the cough right before 
Yeah, get the music, the mucus nice and nice and flowing. Dude, I've been so dead from the yeah. flu and everything. Yeah, we both were. I was actually sick too during that time. Were you? So we both had a little bit of. So we're both gonna be like coughing and holding back sneezes and snorts, and <laughs> I'll try to edit out as much of it as I can. But I'm gonna be not that worried about it. I'll just you know, hopefully it won't be too intrusive on the ears of our seven listeners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, I think I'm being a little probably generous uh, (laughs) generous there with the amount of listeners you never know um yeah so occupational breakdown the job was target this is my 28th job uh position held there i was a team lead and then i ended up being the electronics team lead and my wage earned 1050 motherfucker dude you're fucking rich I'm rich. I quit that $9 an hour job after three days thinking like, well, that was my opportunity to make all the money (laughs) and then fucking got this job and made another 50 cents an hour. No, another dollar 50 an hour. That's math. (laughs) And how how old are you? At this point, I'm 23. Okay. I think I'm 23. Well, this is 99. Yeah. I turned 23 before this. So 23. Cool. Um, employed there about three months ish, give or take. And that was your occupational breakdown. <laughs> occupational breakdown. Break well, I did your <laughs> I did, did, I did your melody. You sure did. I didn't it's, mean to even. It just came out. It's, it's our melody, me. bro. Yeah, it's our melody now. We did it. Uh, <laughs> do 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 do. That's fucking awesome. Let's talk about resumes, bro. Do you have a resume? Eesh. No. No. So you just you just did the online application for UPS. Yep. Smashed it. All right. It's good. <laughs> um, and I assume that's the same for like Target and or not Target. Excuse me, Best Buy. Yeah. Shit like. Yeah, EMS. You didn't have to do anything because it was fucking family business, right? That's right. You just had to be standing there and show up. I just had to be handsome, willing to do it. <laughs> be weird if it mattered if you were handsome. It'd be very weird. So I, like I said last episode, I guess it would have been. I put a resume together at this point. So I had had twenty seven, twenty six jobs before I did my first resume. Always did the like, ask for an application, fill it out by hand, turn it in thing this is before you could do resume or uh, applications online so started doing the resume thing and yeah i i guess my my question for you since you don't have a resume it doesn't really apply to you it's more of theory than personal uh experience but what do you think of fudging on a resume i think it's done by probably 75 percent of the population I think you're probably shooting low. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, do you think that it's amoral? Do you have a problem with it? Do you feel any way about it? I mean, I I feel like it sucks if you get called on it. And tell me about your four years at Harvard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so that's the thing, right? There's outright lying, like, you know, putting down that you're a race car driver. And then there's like fudging it a little right yeah this is the beginning of me starting to fudge a little 
So, for instance, uh, instead, and I think this is the reason why it's relevant to this job is I think it's part of why I got hired as a team lead and not just an associate or whatever, because on my resume, it said that I was an assistant or a supervisor at the theater. Nice. Right? Because my fucking roommate and best friend was my old manager. (laughs) And so there's no reason I can't say that. There's no there's no way to fact check that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I didn't do everything a supervisor would do but i did some of the things and i knew what they would do and so it wasn't like i could speak to it in an interview right you know, there's no part of me that couldn't so it's just a matter of being willing to kind of bend the truth a bit and you know not look up into the left every time they ask you a question about it <laughs> i love you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so this is when i started and you know like i said it's kind of hard to fill out an application if you've had 27 jobs without <laughs> gaps, you know what I mean? Gaps yeah. in employment. So I started getting really good at cleverly masking those gaps. The easiest way is, of course, to just not put months, just put years mm-hmm. and then add a year or subtract a year where needed. And back then, I mean, it was still likely they were going to call a reference. So you had to still use real references. I think my resume back then had the theater and probably it had um tower on it awesome um yeah there's probably three i probably had three jobs on there and i just you know made the times match and you know like i said dan will fucking say if i said i was a race car driver he'd say that if someone called and said hey lou said he was a race car driver for you (laughs) best race car driver i had (laughs) you know so yeah, this is this was the beginning of me being clever on my resume. Now, over the years, it's kind of funny because I've had to do less of that in terms of the actual positions, but I've still had to do that with dates because, you know, you move around a lot and employers don't like to see that you had 47 jobs. So you make it look like you've had four. And you so you make it look like you've of, had 26. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you put like highlights of experience on the, on the resume yeah. so that it sort of implies that you're not giving them every inch now i'm not applying for the kind of job like i'm not applying to be a a fucking agent for the fbi or something where they're going to do thorough background checks and i've had a couple of jobs do thorough background checks not that thorough but thorough enough and we'll talk about those during those jobs cool so i've had a couple of close calls here and there but i've never actually gotten like turned down for a position because they found something that didn't agree you know what i mean yeah um interestingly enough and then on the flip side of that, I've had a lot of experiences where I set everything up real nice and nobody called a fucking single one of my references. Mm. There was a period where I had probably 20 or 30 jobs and nobody ever called any of my references. <laughs> so, and uh, I'm pretty sure Target was one of those jobs that didn't, I don't remember there being a reference call. But yeah, so I don't know. I thought it's kind of interesting because I think there's probably people out there that think it's very amoral to you know, lie or embellish on a resume. And certainly that would be the case for a job where like, I'm not saying I speak French when I don't speak French, you know, right. That that's just stupid. But, you know, saying you're a fucking supervisor when you were like the head cashier or saying you were the GM when you were the assistant GM, right. There's really no reason to not do that. If you can speak to it in the interview and you can, do those things in the job 
And exactly. I've never had that issue. So that said, I am very, my morals are very strange. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have some strange lines in the sand and then I have some shit I just don't give a fuck about. You right. know? So this is this falls in one of those things where I don't mind saying I don't care. I don't have any issue with lying to a potential future employer about anything. It doesn't make any difference to me. They will fucking cut you in a heartbeat. They won't ask questions. If they don't want you working there, they'll cut your ass real quick. They'll lie to you anytime they they need to. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I don't I don't hold myself to a higher standard than they hold themselves to. That's kind of how I feel about it, which weirdly sounds a little like Russ Solomon from Tower Records saying, I pay my employees what they're worth minus what they steal. <laughs> so maybe me and him have more in common than I thought. Exactly. And at the same time, you know, it's not like you're applying to be a surgeon and you said, I could, <laughs> I could, you know, operate on babies' brains, no problem. And then they put you in front of a baby brain. Yeah. You know, no. I don't think there's definitely not wrong that. With that. Oh, good. I'm glad that you don't think less of me as a human being. Um, so this is kind of fun. I got called for my Target interview the day after I walked out of Menards. Like, I walked out of Menards. I fucking breathed a sigh of relief that I never had to go back in that fucking building. And the next day they called me for an interview. And then within like, I don't know, three or four days I got hired. But during the interview... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the woman who interviewed me, her name was Elizabeth. She asked what I was hoping to make as a team lead. <laughs> and I said $8 an hour because I was desperate <laughs> yeah. and I had no idea what the fuck they would actually pay me. So I was going like, okay, well, minimum wage is like five, whatever. I'm like, eh, I can probably squeeze, you know, three bucks out of them. And then she definitely reacted like, uh, okay, well, we're going to offer you ten fifty. <laughs> <laughs> right it was like oh good i'm not gonna have to negotiate is, pro is basically her vibe in that moment uh this will become a relevant part of the conversation later in the episode <laughs> <laughs> so my first day i remember seeing a cute girl working behind the customer service counter as i walked in and uh she wasn't the only one there was actually a couple of cute girls working there there was a cute girl working in the fitting rooms that i had my eye on there was a cute girl that was definitely too young for me, working in the Hardlines area, with like, you know, fucking soaps and shit like that. Yeah. Um, and on my second day, I met Tammy, who was the girl behind the customer service counter. <laughs> um, yeah, Tammy's my wife. I met my wife my second day at Target. This is another kind of interesting moment, because I... I feel very nostalgic and very sentimental about her and our the early days and all that shit. There's no I don't have any illusions about like love at first sight or any of that shit. She was a girl that was cute and I was like, "Oh, I would fuck that girl." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that like definitely my thought was, "Wow, that girl's cute. I definitely like to have sex with her." um right nothing beyond that and i was also like she's one of a couple that here so i've got options that was my feeling that first week yeah um, <laughs> which is not super romantic <laughs> not not in the least <laughs> but it's i mean it's honest you know what i mean yeah it, it is what it is uh <laughs> i don't i would never i can't imagine a world where i would ever see someone and be like i'm gonna marry this woman like that ain't your style <laughs> That's doesn't even make any sense. Right. Based on looking at somebody, there's plenty of fucking 
wonderful looking people who are terrible you know like <laughs> that's it just makes it makes no sense to like the whole love at first sight thing is such an utter load of shit i i don't i don't abide i don't bite it i don't like it so let me ask you a question really quick and yeah. you may or may not know the answer but so we know what your first thought was when tam when you saw tammy but do you remember what her first um thought of you was when she saw you well i mean first of all she doesn't remember things like i remember them in terms of like i have real specific memories and thoughts hers are more kind of vague she remembers seeing me the first time i walked in she remembers seeing me the same moment i saw her she saw me and she thought literally nothing about me (laughs) like oh that person looks like they're new here too because she had just started (laughs) maybe a week before that so she was still training okay and I think she just was like, oh, look, another new person. She didn't think, ooh, a guy I'd like to have sex with. Or, <laughs> ooh, he's so handsome. I hope we fall in love. Like, n- none of that. 100% none of that. Other. Yeah, none of that. It was, she acknowledged seeing a human being and then, like, three days later was like, oh, okay, I just met the guy I saw two days ago or whatever, you know? Right. Yeah, no- nothing romantic from that side either. Got it. She's not. She's not really much different than me. She doesn't believe in love at first sight or any of that crap, so... Like, there's a lot of reasons why she and I work. Um, but yeah, my second week at Target, I did all overnight shifts. They had some sort of like reset and they asked if I would be willing to do overnights. And I said, fuck it, why not? Yeah. So for that week, I did all overnights and I didn't work with anybody else except for this guy, Greg, who had got hired the same day as me. And he went on to tell me, <laughs> I, we worked together for probably about a month, maybe a little less than a month, this guy. And he told me early on that he had hit a kid with his car, like a young kid, and the kid didn't die. And he was having to pay for the kid's, like, medical bills and, like, treatment and stuff. The kid was, like, I don't know if he was comatose or if he was just, like, in, like, paralyzed. He was fucked up. He was, like, bad fucked up. He had been, like, in a hospital for a long time, and this guy was paying money to, like, help support his, you know treatment or whatever yeah and this guy i remember this guy saying to me that it would have been cheaper for him if the kid had died and (laughs) now at the time i'm 23 and i'm like not i don't remember i remember thinking like wow that's a dark (laughs) that's a dark thing to say was it a hit and run or like he i mean i know he got caught obviously he didn't yeah no he didn't run but he i think he might have been either I think there were circumstances where it was his fault. He might have been speeding. I think it was like a residential area and a kid ran out to get his ball in the street. One of those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, something like that. But I just remember, it's literally the only thing I remember th- about this guy is that he was a little weird. And he <laughs> told me that within the first like week of meeting him. You know, we worked all these overnights, like seven hours together, like stocking shelves or whatever. So, but yeah, I remember thinking, all right, well, this guy's kind of maybe not my, not my speed. <laughs> right. but yeah so before we get into more more work stuff um let's talk about fitness a little bit so i i was going hard during this period like we talked during the menards episode about how i was you know lifting and running every day and stuff reading my journals from this period it was it was a little disturbing there was a journal entry where i say i went running for an hour and then i felt fat afterwards (laughs) <laughs> and at the time I had to weigh, I weighed like, like 165 maybe, yeah. you know what I mean? So I'm, I definitely had some sort of body dysmorphia happening. Like, 
<laughs> I read it and I was like, that's gross, dude. <laughs> that's fucked up, Lou. Yeah, I'd suck a porcupine off right now to weigh 165. <laughs> but yeah, it's very fucking weird. Uh, I remember, I yeah, I read that journal entry and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Like, like Lou from the past? Yeah. I want to go back in time and fucking smack myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that that was my truth back then. God, I hate that fucking phrase. I hate when people say that shit. My truth. You, how you, yeah, how do you feel about my truth? Um, I don't really think about it, but it's. Well, think about it now. Uh, it comes off like arrogant or pompous or something. Yeah, it's super douchey. Yeah, douchey. It's like it's word. not. It's not the truth. It's oh. my truth. <laughs> it basically means you don't have to agree that it's truth or not because it's my truth. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's like disagreeing with something that's irrational. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, it, but it's, it's like my if I truth. told you that if I told you that my truth was that you want to suck my cock, there's nothing you can say. You can say, well, that's not the truth. Well, that's my truth, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate that shit. So, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so about two weeks into this job, I wrote in my journal that I talked to Tammy for a few minutes and I think she thinks I'm an asshole. And that's all I wrote about her for like, I don't know, pages. <laughs> <laughs> Until you got married. Basically, it was like she's she thinks I'm an asshole, and then five entries later, we're, we made we did it. <laughs> <laughs> we got hitched. We tied the knot. Oh my god! Since I mentioned uh, the last episode, Dan and I made the routine of going to TGI Fridays, and uh, there was a super hot waitress named Danessa, who flirted like just enough to get inappropriately large tips out of us. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Danessa? Is this name familiar to you? No. Okay, good. Then I've got some. I've got a story you haven't heard, probably. Uh, And we'll get there momentarily. (laughs) (laughs) So three weeks into this fucking job, I got assigned to the electronics department as my focus. So I went from being like a generic team lead to the electronics team lead. The way I remember it is they asked us what departments we would want to be in charge of. The team leads that were new out of the ones that didn't have current team leads. Yeah, I don't know if they had like a, a mass firing or people got promoted. But they hired like five or six team leads all at once. Like Tammy got hired before a little before me, and there was like one or two that got hired right after me, kind of a thing. But yeah, they asked me what department I would want to run, and I said, "Well, I'm I'm kind of a tech guy, so I guess electronics. You know, I like fucking video games and TVs and shit." Yeah. So um, yeah, it took three weeks. They finally gave me electronics, and then Greg quit. <laughs> the fucking guy that hit the kid. <laughs> yeah. And I also remember Tammy got the toy department, which I thought was adorable. She was the toys team lead, yeah. which I, getting to know her a little bit. She was like into like Batman and fucking kind of nerdy stuff like that. So the toy, the whole toy thing made sense. She'd worked at KB before and the Warner Brothers store and stuff like that. So Warner Brothers it kind of made sense. Huh? Like from Old Orchard? There was one in Woodfield. Warner Brothers store. You know, Warner Brothers, yeah, like Looney yeah. Tunes and shit. Yeah. Was was there also one at Old Orchard, or am I just thinking of Woodfield? I don't know. I don't know. Woodfield's the only one I knew of, but I didn't go to Old Orchard very much. It's a little far for me. Yeah. Fuck. I haven't thought about that south. in years, dude. That's crazy. Old Orchard or Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers store. Yeah, it's not a thing anymore, is it? No. Yeah. Okay. They had, like, art. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of you reminiscing about the Warner Brothers. Yeah, all right, store. I'm done. Move on. Right, we got there. <laughs> no more talking. So one of my favorite things about this job, other than my wife, <laughs> was 
there was this guy named Chris that worked there. We've talked about Chris. Yes. Because he's fucking amazing. Yeah. He was um, mentally deficient. I don't know what word is would be appropriate. Okay. I'm giving the thumbs up from Chris <laughs> that I didn't cross the line. Keep going. He he was fantastic. He was like a big kind of like you know, pudgy white kid with blonde hair and he fucking wear like a big straw hat and aviator sunglasses or like blue blocker style sunglasses and he'd do carts and he's excited about doing everything he'd fucking do calisthenics in the morning like when he got to work he was just super pumped to be there i remember thinking about him like wow i maybe would be more happier if i was him than me (laughs) you know yeah i remember thinking like that guy's probably happier than me he probably doesn't run for an hour and then look in the mirror and think I'm fat. <laughs> you know? So bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I remember thinking that though. Like, man, this guy, he's doing something right. Yeah. Um, the other thing he did right was on his breaks, he would take a styrofoam cup and he'd rip the top part off so it just was like a half a styrofoam cup. He'd fill it with chocolate syrup and then he would dip a cupcake in it in the chocolate syrup and eat it. And that was like his snack during his break. And I'd be in the break room, like, you know, reading or whatever, and he'd be in there fucking dipping his cupcake. And I was, again, I was like, this fucking guy is, like, my hero. This guy's doing everything right. I love that you (laughs) introed that story with the other thing that he did right. (laughs) Was cut a cup in half and fill with chocolate syrup. There's nothing wrong about that, man. That's wrong. I don't want to be right. (laughs) <laughs> so funny <laughs> but um yeah i also i remember so this story is fucking awesome he he had this weird uh vocal i don't know if it's a vocal tick or whatever but like an affectation where when he would say your name he would extend the last syllable of it so when he would say hi to me he'd say hi lou or if he said hi to tammy he'd say Hi, Tammy. And I think it was like maybe the last word of the sentence. No, it was the last word of the sentence because he would also say, like, how are you? Like he would extend the last word. And I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It was really enjoyable. It's cute. Yeah. And yeah. And but he's so doing this for weeks of working with this guy and having conversations with him. And, you know, the conversations were not super elaborate, but, you know, they, they were enjoyable. It was a little bit like talking to a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. But one time, dude, I was listening to him tell a story in we're in the break room and I'm minding my own fucking business <laughs> and he's talking to somebody else and they're, and they're like, well, what do you got there for lunch, Chris? Like, what are you eating? And he said, oh, I've got some macaroni and cheese. And he didn't extend the last fucking <laughs> word. Yeah. And I thought like in my head, I thought I've got him. It's a fucking act. He's fucking faking it this whole time. He's been faking this thing because I caught him. Right. It's the only time I ever heard him not do the extended last word. And as I thought all that in the split second that I thought all that, he finished the sentence with spiral. And I was like, fuck, he got me. Was was he making eye contact with you when he said Oh, man, in the screenplay, he would be. It was fucking wild, dude, because it it had to be like this. It had to be this speed. Macaroni and cheese. 
spirals. <laughs> but the split second be- between cheese and spirals, man, my fucking head was racing. My mind was like, holy shit, it's a, it's an ad. I thought I fucking caught him. And I was like, <laughs> how am I gonna, what am I going to do? Am I going to fucking call him out? Am I going to let it play? Am I going to like come to him aside and say, hey, boss, I know. Like I had all this fucking time in my head to think all this before he said spirals. It was amazing. And I, I remember like quickly going to tell Tammy that story. Because we, you know, bonded o- over how awesome Chris was and how much enjoyment we got out of him. But yeah, I thought I, I thought I had him, and he fucking had me. That's... Checkmate, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> it so was awesome. fucking great. Yeah, it was the best. Um, I also have a very vivid memory of like him coming by while me and Tammy were talking, and there was a customer there, like an older guy. Yeah, and he came by and, and said something like, you know, probably did like, hi Lou, hi Tammy, that kind of thing. And then as he walked away, the guy, the customer that was staying there, like made some sort of like offhanded comment about him, probably using the R word. And oh, no. I remember Tammy like got super protective and like lit the guy up. Like she, <laughs> she wasn't having it. I remember thinking like, Oh, this chick's fucking cool. Like, yeah. She doesn't take shit. You know, she'll say some shit. If some shit happens, she's not, she's not timid or like afraid to speak her mind or like afraid to be, confrontational with somebody who deserves it which i fucking respect the hell out of yeah that's awesome but yeah that was that was something that was a moment where i was like oh this chick this chick you know what i mean yeah but yeah i was i was in a bad way dude during this time this is we didn't talk about it too much last episode but you know i was still kind of fucked up from the breakup i was still like having trouble i was i would go through these severe bouts of like not wanting to to be friendly with people or to talk to females like wanting people to not look at me like like I wanted to be ugly kind of a thing like I remember feeling just like like fuck everything fuck me I want to punish myself like I dude I'd go running I'd have a good day and then I'd start craving donuts or something and then I'd go for a run again at like 10 at night to punish myself for craving donuts. Holy shit, dude. Like it got severe. And at some point I was like, you know, one of the things where like looking in the mirror and, and I'm just like, fuck this guy. And I shaved my head. I was just like, fuck hair, fuck looking cool, fuck style. Like, I just want to be a rock. I want to make myself physically made out of granite. And there, you know what I mean? Like, I just was so, yeah. And the thing that's funny about that is when I, Tammy had been friendly enough with me up until that point. You know, we were like work acquaintances. Yeah. And then I shaved my head and the next, like the next day she, her demeanor changed. Like we'd been working together for like a month probably at that point. Yeah. And all of a sudden I shaved my head and she started flirting with me. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. I'm not kidding, dude. It (laughs) so weird. Okay. Like I, I really think that, she wasn't attracted to me physically. She liked my personality. And then when I shaved my head, she was suddenly attracted to me physically. I, I don't know if my hair was just stupid. We've made, <laughs> she and I have like joked about how my hair must have just been so stupid that it like masked the stud underneath or something. But yeah, it was that. So I noticed it that severely. She, her memory of it is a little more gradual. For me, it felt like one day she didn't, she was not at all interested in me. Like I didn't see the sparkle in her eyes. And then I shaved my head and came to work and the sparkle was there. Oh my God. Which is fucking awesome. Right. (laughs) 
it's not a whole lot different than if you remember back in the tower records episode where i like showed a girl my abs kind of ha- haphazardly like yes. oh, let me wipe my face with my shirt and then suddenly she was like flirting with me yeah. very similar to that only i didn't know i was gonna happen because i just shaved my head mm-hmm. apparently i took off my stupid hair hat and <laughs> it got, things got better <laughs> but i remember being very conflicted about her flirting because she had a kid and a boyfriend i didn't know if her boyfriend was her kid's dad or not mm. and uh yeah i remember like sort of acknowledging in my head that I was attracted to her, but not, I was like, well, I'm, that's not going to go anywhere. You know, like I'm not, I'm not going to get involved in this kind of weird situation and I'm not going to push past obstacles to get there, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I feel like this is actually a good t- time to ask, what do you think about like stepping in on a guy? <clears throat> How do you feel about it? It used to be more like, I don't give a shit, but, I don't want to be that guy. I don't think you don't want to be that guy. Do you feel like that guy? So do you feel like there's a, there's like a, a rule that shouldn't be, I'm trying to think of how to word this. Like bro code kind of thing. Kind of. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about, do you have any feelings about like, Oh, that's not a good thing to do. I like, to me, it's the it's all about the person who's got the boyfriend or girlfriend, mm-hmm. and it's got nothing to do with the person on the outside. Right. So, I the only time I think it matters is if the person who's stepping in has a relationship with the guy or the the person he's stepping in front of. Do you know what I mean? I mean that's definitely worse. But I don't even like. To me, it's if it's a stranger. Mm-hmm. I if somebody came into my relationship and and started. Let's say Tammy left me for another guy. Mm-hmm. I would have no feelings about the other guy in terms of like what he did or didn't do. It's just she's got agency. She's her own person. She made a choice, you know? Yeah, I get that. Like you can't. I don't believe that like like those people who feel like, oh, she seduced him. Right. Yeah. Some shit like that. That's idiotic. Well, yeah. You're basically no. saying like the person you're with <clears throat> doesn't have the ability to control themselves. So fuck that person anyway, you know, like if you don't have the ability to say no, like if you don't want to do it, then what the fuck you're, you're broken mentally. I don't, I don't have any sympathy for that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, that's definitely worse. You know, the, if you're dating someone or if someone else is dating someone like that's, that's fucking worse, but I still want to do that, you know? Yeah. I, I don't care personally. Yeah. The only time I care is if I know the the guy or I mean, it could go either way with me, you know, but (laughs) yeah, like I, I wouldn't step in on you. Right. Right. But yeah, I don't, I guess I just don't, I'm, I'm very golden rule-ish. I treat others as I want to be treated. And if you want my wife and you think you've got a good play, make your play motherfucker. (laughs) I honestly want to see if you can do it. Right. Like, obvi- I, I, I don't think you can. That's why I'm confident. But man, if the right guy comes along and sweeps her off her feet and she'd be happier with him, go with God. <laughs> like, right. like, I will I will I will figure it out. But yeah, I just I've never I, I've it's been before I like the last time I f- had feelings about that where I was like, you shouldn't do that was probably high school. 
Like I, it's, I don't, as an adult, I've never cared about that. I've never been mad at the other person. I've never, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me, but yeah, this was a special circumstance because she had a kid and especially because I didn't know if her boyfriend was her kid's dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't ask her because I felt like we weren't really there yet. We weren't friends like that. We were work acquaintances, you yeah. know. But yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't want to break up a family potentially. For so sure. I sort of, if yeah, I sort of turned too, it that's, off. That's, that's a whole nother thing too. Yeah. Yeah. I had no interest in like getting involved in that. So so here's something funny and unrelated to that. Dan comes into Target while I'm working in the middle of the day. Yeah. And he's fucking wearing his, like, tie and work shirt. Like, he works at a fucking office. You know, he's like a grown-up. He tells me that he basically was at work, and he felt the urge, the compulsion to, like, go ask Danessa, the hostess, waitress, at Friday's for her number. And so he he struck while the iron was hot. He got he fucking left work, got in his car, drove to Fridays, and, <laughs> and asked downtown her out. Chicago from downtown Chicago, he drove to Schaumburg in a fucking tie and everything to ask this girl out. Which and then he after he did it, he came to my work to tell me about it. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was fucking amazing. <laughs> I was hilarious. super impressed. Yeah, I was like, well, that's fucking bold. <laughs> Obviously, you got it right. He got the number. Um, this is where the story goes a little off the rails. She was super flaky, so it never went anywhere. Like it, she basically played the "I have a boyfriend" card after the fact. So whether or not she, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We're not going to speculate because it could be anything. But the story basically is over at he got the number. And for guys like us who aren't go up to random girls at the mall all day long and just ask for fucking phone numbers until you've got a few. I was pretty pretty stoked on that. Yeah, I was pretty. I, I gave him a nice solid high five on that one. <laughs> yeah, she was. Su- I remember she was super hot. She was very attractive. The more we got to know her, the less attractive she got. <laughs> you know, just as as far as like seeing her at Fridays and she'd she'd like sit in the booth with us and talk to us. One yeah. of those kind of waitresses, which was great because she was attractive, but. Not great because as we got to know her a little better, she did not have a particularly attractive personality. But yeah, I remember thinking that was fucking awesome and funny. And I know you haven't heard that story, so I'll give you a nice little treat. Next time you talk to Dan, you can bring that up. Yeah, that's awesome. So around the beginning of October, I'd been working there just over a month. And I had to admit to myself that I had a severe crush on Tammy. And I was like, so irritated with myself because it was the first chick I'd met since my breakup, which at this point was about 10 months ago that I actually was into in that way. Yeah. And so I was like, what the fuck is my problem? You know, like the one girl I meet that draws me in is super unavailable. I was super annoyed by it. And also around this time I wrote the following in my journal. I think Tammy is bisexual. I should stop thinking about her. <laughs> <laughs> My journal is full of like one sentences like that. <laughs> like just that with nothing else around it about like her. That. Yeah, it's fucking it goes a long way to show my mindset. Well, the other thing that's interesting too is that, I mean, your mentality was basically, I mean, you're a fucking masochist for sure just punishing yourself and i mean when you get in really yeah. good shape like that a lot of times it's you know suffering goes along with it 
yeah there is sort of a fetishism to it like you're fetishizing the pain and the but it was another level for me i mean i was i had i hit levels of self self-loathing that i definitely have not felt a lot of since but i mean I'm, i've always been that way you know yeah i go from these these like highs where i think i'm fucking awesome and i'm just like wow everybody else is like shit compared to me and then three days later i'm like i am fucking so full of shit i don't know <laughs> what the hell i'm talking about i'm average at best and an idiot most times and it just i bounce back and forth between those two fucking sides of the coin it's kind of annoying actually yeah <laughs> i think they might also. i think probably they might diagnose that as manic depressive or something <laughs> But I haven't been to a shrink since, since I was 16, so I wouldn't know. The good news is I'm not suicidal. What, whatever the case, as much as I hate myself, the worst that's going to happen is I'm going to go surfing and rob some banks, <laughs> as we've talked about in previous episodes. <laughs> and FHBs. Yeah, FHBs for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they are the, the, the meanest surfers are definitely in Huntington Beach. Yeah. To be honest with you. I f- yeah, my opinion. The the f- the small bit of experience I've had. Uh middle of October, Tammy actually implied to me that we should hang out. Ooh. And it, now it starts getting a little weirder. Shortly thereafter, she put her 2 weeks notice in. And the same day she gave me a ride home after work. And I remember I gave her my number. I wrote it on like a piece of receipt paper or something from Target. Yeah. And the thing that's fucking awesome is she still has that piece of paper. Really? Yeah. She showed it to me like about, I don't know, three months ago. She was like going through some stuff and she's like, hey, look at this stuff. She's like showing me all this old stuff she had from like notes and shit that I wrote her. And one of the things she kept is the piece of paper I wrote my phone number on. It's fucking crazy. So two things. The first thing is... um. So all that time you guys were like friends at Target, you didn't exchange numbers or hang out at all? Nope. Not until she put her two weeks. I don't think we hang out, hung out until after she quit. Um, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah. Yeah. The whole time we were just like work friends. You know, we would chit chat at work. We got to know each other a bit. She didn't tell me a lot of details about her past. Um she did she you know she asked questions i don't know we just we chatted we had fun at work you know we made she made work better way better for me and hopefully i did for her too although not enough for her not to quit (laughs) she was driving from fucking like super far south she was driving like 45 minutes to get to that target oh yuck and it's weird because i got that job because it was walking distance from my apartment right there's no reason why she should have worked there she got recruited at another job like for, for for target and they called her in for an interview and offered her a job at that location and she took it literally the universe just wanted us to meet i know there's no other excuse for why she would have taken that job drove 45 minutes for a job at target she didn't need the money that bad she's not like nearly as desperate as i am <laughs> she could get that job closer she can't explain why she fucking worked there like when we've talked about it, she doesn't really know why. She just she's like, oh, I'll take it and see what happens, and that was how we met. So, it's fucking weird. There's something to that for sure, bro. There may be. I mean, you know, I don't. No, I don't believe in fucking Jesus and all that, but 
there there does feel like some synchronicity happening in some of those moments i think that there is no doubt that jesus christ brought you and your wife together (laughs) (laughs) he's like listen lou i know that you don't worship at the altar of me but i'm gonna throw you a bone anyway (laughs) i'm gonna throw you a boner bro now stop eating those donuts (laughs) you're looking a little chubby around the middle box Oh man. Fuck. Um yeah, she fucking kept that phone number. That's I think it's so fucking cool. That's it looks really so cool. weird to me to see my handwriting from 25 years ago or whatever. How nervous were you to give her your number? I don't remember being that nervous. I remember feeling like I'm I'm going to throw a fucking Hail Mary here. I didn't even think like, "Oh, we're going to like this is going to go somewhere." I remember she thinking she was still with her boyfriend, right? Too. Yeah, she was still with her boyfriend. And yeah, I remember thinking, like, I just want to be friends with this chick. She's fucking cool. I like her. Her personality is dope. She's funny. She, I don't know. There's something about her that makes me want to, like, I want to know more, you know? And so I didn't care if we weren't going to be romantic. I just was like, well, it's like when she put her two weeks in, I was like, fuck, she's going to leave. I'm never going to fucking see her again. She, There's no reason for our paths to cross if she leaves here. Yeah. So I, like, had to do that. Um a day or two after that, her boyfriend came into Target to take her on her lunch break. And he seemed like a nice enough guy. And years later, I would uh, I would go to a wedding with Tammy and he would be there with his current girlfriend. And he was cool. No no weirdness. He was, a, he was an all right dude. Okay. No, nothing but nice things to say about that guy. But uh, I also remember that I asked her what her boyfriend got for lunch when she came back. And she said he got the chicken fingers. <laughs> And I do remember, I didn't have to read that in my journal. I fucking remember that. Did I don't know she why. laugh when she said it? He got chicken No, fingers. I think she just told me. I think she thought it was weird that I was asking. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, like, why do you care? But I'll tell you if you really want to know. Um, we also started talking on the phone around that time. She would call me at fucking work sometimes. Like, I'd be at Target. She'd call the electronics phone and we'd chat while I was at work. And she still had her boyfriend. Yeah, she still had her boyfriend. Okay. And it was all, like, above the board. It was all friendly. Her boyfriend was, like, at college. He was going to college, so he was not around. He would come back from, like, for breaks and stuff. But I don't even remember where he went, but it was somewhere in the middle of Illinois, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. But it wasn't near. Like, he was out of town. And I... She would, like... She told him that we were friends. He, He knew that me and her were friends. Yeah. So I don't remember it being, like, this thing where we were sneaking or anything like that. And there wasn't anything romantic happening other than I was super attracted to her. Yeah. You know? Um, I also have two really funny memories that are like classic me and her getting to know each other, like showing our our personalities to each other. But I remember we it was around Halloween at this point, and we had these big ass fucking adult sized Eminem costumes. <laughs> And I thought it would be fucking hilarious to put on the big yellow M&M costume with the white, huge hands, you know, and everything. Yeah. I got in this fucking M&M costume, like, while I'm working, and I got on a tricycle, and I knew she was, like, down the one of these aisles working, and so I fucking rode the tricycle <laughs> like, past, past the aisle where she was working wearing the fucking M&M costume, and I remember, like, riding it back and forth, like, waiting for her to notice me, <laughs> like, waiting for her to hear her laugh, you know? Yeah. It was fucking great. I, I was 100% just like, how can I fucking make this chick laugh? Just 
<laughs> all in. Cause and she, then on the, she could be kind of intimidating too, like um, and quiet. She was, and then it made it so much better when I got her like to react when oh, I got her to break. It's a fucking you know? win, yeah. Yes, yeah, so, so I was always trying to just like see if I could get her to laugh or get a reaction like that. <laughs> what was her response when she saw you? She thought I was funny. She laughed. She probably thought I was an idiot, but <laughs> I made her laugh. It was important. And here's the reverse of that. This is where I knew I was like getting somewhere. She worked in the toy department, right? And there was this little kid's toy. It was like a book kind of a thing with sound effects. Yeah. And one of the sound effects, you know, you'd push the button and it would like say something, like some phrase that was relevant to whatever story the book thing was trying to tell. And so I'm I'm like walking through the store, just doing my job. And all of a sudden over the store interca- intercom where everybody can hear it, <laughs> I hear like, you know, doot, doot, it's getting bigger. <laughs> Which was one of the phrases that this fucking book thing had in it that made me laugh every time I fucking pushed it. <laughs> and she fuck- and I, I like went to the toy department and I like found the phone in that area and I turned and I saw her like walking away, like down the aisle away from the like intercom. And I, I vividly remember her cute little ass in these like Khakis. Uh, tan fucking they're tan corduroy pants she would wear to work a lot. <laughs> I just remember like her walking, I remember motherfucker, she just did that. <laughs> she just did that over the intercom. It's getting bigger. <laughs> it's very oh, that funny. was amazing. Yeah, it was so fucking funny. And but yeah, it's like f- shit like that's even funnier because of how sort of subdued she can be. You know how reserved she. She's a very internal person as opposed to me being very external. Yeah. So yeah, those little moments were fucking everything to me. But yeah, at some point, like. It was right before she quit, like a couple of days before her last day. She basically outright told me that she found me attractive. And I was like, okay. And I remember at this point we had talked enough. I knew that her boyfriend wasn't her son's dad. Mm. Her son, because it hasn't been said before, was nine months old when I met her. So like probably 10 months, 11 months at this point. Um, you know, a little, little fucking little dude. But, yeah, when I I found out that her boyfriend wasn't her kid's dad, and I remember thinking, okay, that kind of changes things for me. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, I no longer feel, and they'd only been dating for, like, a year at that point, not even a year. So, yeah, I was like, okay, like, this isn't as, as dire a situation as I initially thought it was. Um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I still but I still was like listen I'm not trying to like break you guys up you know like I I just want to be friends I just want to be a part of your life in some way I don't need it to be that way and I remember I wrote her this fucking letter and brought it to work the, her last day and I couldn't give it to her I couldn't like bring myself to give it to her fuck did you keep it no I don't know what happened to it because she has all the letters I gave her so that mo- that one is in the fucking winds of time, my friend. Yeah. But I remember after her shift was over, we stood outside talking for a while. And I, I remember thinking like, this is probably gonna be the last time I see her. I just remember feeling that way. Like she's going to move on with her life and because she's not going to see me, you know, regularly. I'm not, I'm no longer going to matter and she'll just go do her thing. And that's really sad. 
Yeah, I remember feeling very sad about it, but um but yeah, the fucking we talk about this job again. The job started out okay. I never felt totally comfortable doing the actual job. Like the moments where I'm fucking around and socializing were great, yeah. but the actual doing the job part, I always felt like a little off. Like the training wasn't good enough. I didn't really know what the fuck I was doing. I was faking it a lot. Um trying to avoid doing whatever you know like if they called people to the front to ring i tried to like not be the guy that went up front to ring um but when she quit dude i was like this place sucks (laughs) like i don't want to fucking work here anymore (laughs) like the only reason i wanted to go to that place was her and like the minute after she fucking quit i was like fuck this place and i put my two weeks notice in Literally the day after her last day, I put my two weeks. Are in. you serious? And it was yeah, and it was a hundred percent spontaneous. It was like I came into work the day after, and I was like, "This place sucks." <laughs> oh, yeah, I put. My- All right. Well, before we get too far, I mean, what was your response to her telling you that she was attracted to you? I feel like at the time, I don't remember exactly what I said, but at the time, I was like, "Well, that's great news, but also terrible news." Like, I think I was basically like, well, cool, but I'm flattered, you know? I f- obviously feel the same way. But in my head, I remember thinking, I don't want to be a side chick, Yeah, you know? Which I wouldn't mind being a side chick. And it's not like she was saying, hey, do you want to be my side chick? But I remember thinking, like, I don't want, I don't want that out of this. I'd 100% be a side chick on some chick that I wanted to fuck, but I didn't want to date. You know, well, what did you say? I, I really don't remember. I think I just was like, oh, that's flattering. And then that's stupid. He, he, let's talk about something else. I really didn't know what to say. In a minute, it'll it'll okay. it'll come together. I promise. Make me feel better. <laughs> I will. Before we get there, though, um, around this time, my mom called me to say that my half sister, who I'd never met, married a rich guy and was going to send me some money to get a car and enroll in community college. Get the fuck out of here. That's a, a weird non sequitur, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom had two kids from before she was with my dad that I, one of them, she, I think she gave them both up for adoption, actually. But she had found them, you know, or they had found her. I can't remember which one, but they had come in contact like years later as adults. And one of her daughters was married to a rich guy and, you know, basically wanted to help out her half siblings with some money and it wasn't like a lot of money but it was like three grand um it's a lot of money that to i give was a fucking stranger for sure and especially to me then i was like i never had more than like 150 bucks probably at once that's not true i bought my amp for a thousand bucks so <laughs> i had at least a thousand for the you know the cost of my marshall <laughs> head but yeah no i uh i remember thinking obviously i was like okay cool i'll take free money um you know, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> but uh, I'll never have to work again. <laughs> exactly. I can, can, <laughs> can buy that out. I can buy Fuck Island just like I wanted. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember thinking that at this time I was really thinking about going to film school. And so I was like, okay, my grades in high school were shit. Like I barely graduated. Like skin of my teeth. Fucking. We'll have an episode about my fucking high school career because I think it's hilarious and interesting. And I, and I also don't know anything about your high school stuff. So I think that'd be a fun episode. OK, but not it's not this one. <laughs> but I did terrible. And so I remember thinking, OK, I can go to 
like Harper for, you know, two years or whatever and get, get decent grades and then maybe like parlay that into getting into like Columbia or something for film school. And so I was like, okay, I can spend, you know, part of that money on, on tuition and shit to start going to Harper and then put a down payment on a car, which I did. Um, and yeah, it was kind of an interesting little, little segue there. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh Sorry. no, I wasn't gonna say nothing. No, you look like you like you jumped at the mic like I got something. <laughs> we could remind me. We'll get back to this the college thing in a minute. Remind me if I don't get there. Okay. So back to Tammy. Um, much to my surprise, we kept talking after she quit. She kept calling me. I you know kept answering the phone. When I'd call her, and we made plans to hang out. And it was definitely like. We're just hanging out as friends because she still was dating her boyfriend. And I was like, that's cool. That's all I'm looking for. We can, you know, get dinner as friends and see a movie as friends. I remember we, we ate at the Olive Garden over by Woodfield. Nice. And then we saw American Beauty, which was the third time I had seen it in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> and then we hung out for like three hours in the parking lot after the movie talking. And during the conversation, we basically were like, this felt like a date. Like, 100% did not feel like friends. It felt like dating. And when I got home, she called me and she asked me what I wanted. Like, what I wanted to happen. And then this is the moment you're looking for. And I said, I want her to break up with her boyfriend and be with me. And I remember it was the first time I had said that out loud. Was that phone call. And she broke up with him the next day. That's a cool fucking moment. Yeah. I mean, not for that guy, but. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Not for that guy. Like I said, years later, we went to a wedding. Uh, A mutual friend got married and not one of my friends, one of Tammy's friends. So he was actually at the wedding because he was good friends with the, the bride's brother. Who is how that's how Tammy met him originally. But like he used to come to like Orion's birthday parties, our stepson, my stepson, her son, not her <laughs> stepson. Um, like he'd come to like a birthday parties and stuff like that. He he was around. He was a he was a good dude. He was an okay dude. I don't remember ever feeling any kind of animosity from him. So whether or not he's just good at fucking hiding it or he was you know, emotionally healthy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. I don't know. But whatever the case, I'm I was stoked that he was so cool. It made it very easy. Not as easy for her, obviously. She still didn't, you know, want to hurt him and stuff. But yeah. The job. I did not make it the two weeks that I gave the notice of. <laughs> I'm sure you're not surprised. How many days? <laughs> I it was probably about a week. I don't remember the exact amount of days, but it was not it was not very long. And I would go to work and I'd clock in and I'd do the bare minimum. And I remember at some point I was just standing with my like back up against the fucking electronics boat, you know, the little thing where the fucking cash register is in the electronics section at Target. I'm just fucking sitting there with my arms crossed, just watching the assholes walk by me. And one of the managers saw me and she's like, hey, could we could we take have a talk? And I was like, sure. And I went to her office and then she got Jim Lechuga, the head of LP, to come in. Which I thought was amazing because his name was fucking Jim Lechuga, which is lettuce in Spanish. <laughs> and he stood behind her and she basically was like, are you are you done working? Like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> she said, really? And I was like, yeah, thank you. 
And then I just walked out of there. And that was it? <laughs> and that was it. I just fucking left. I was like, yep. You and I, you know it, and I know it. <laughs> Let's not... We don't need to play this out any longer. I'm not going to use you as a reference. Have a good life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use my wife as a reference. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to put my wife down as uh, uh, Tammy Lechuga. Is my... <laughs> Reference. <laughs> That's a fucking awesome name. That is an awesome. By the name. way, oh, I almost wish it wasn't his real name because I want to use it. Uh, I mean, I so, feel like you could fucking use that shit. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> what was his so first too. name? Jim. Jim. La- Jim, Jim is the perfect combination. <laughs> it really is. I could go with like Mario Lechuga, but that's too far. That's a step too far. It's got to be something like Jim. Mario Lechuga. <laughs> Mario. Mario Lechuga. Oh, my face hurts um, from smiling, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, yep. You know, so nowadays, if you go into like a Target or something, they've got a McDonald's or something in there. But back in the day, they had their own food cafe establishment yeah like, and each target would have like a different name for their little and there were always like cutesy names right where you could buy like popcorn and a hot dog and a soda a fountain beverage <laughs> and the little restaurant in our target was called skedaddles which is hilarious but also dan always makes jokes about how i found true love at skedaddles <laughs> <laughs> and i definitely never ever bought a single thing from skedaddles that's funny but sometimes i'll jokingly like talk about it like like me and tammy met at skedaddles and just to like try to get a rise out of her (laughs) get her to like correct me like fuck it i she she's like i've never even been to skedaddles (laughs) fucking skedaddles so another funny thing is after the fact probably a couple of weeks maybe even months later we talked about how much we were both making at target and i told of course (laughs) Told her that you know, I was making my, you know, ten fifty, and I was very excited about it. And then it turned out that she, she was making like, I don't know, thirteen, twelve fifty, something like that, like a couple bucks more than me. And I was like, wow. And she's like, I asked for it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm really bad at this. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That's so funny. And she's like two years younger than me. So at the time, I'm twenty three. She's twenty one. And she's just like, fuck you, ten fifty. I told her, she's like, you got worked, man. <laughs> what you fuck 1050? Oh, my God. What are you doing? But I'm like, no, it's more than I ever made before. She's like, that's kind of sad. <laughs> um, here's another fun one. This is actually kind of a housekeeping one, too. So before we talked about the first DVD I ever bought, I said it was the Blair Witch Project, and I was 100% wrong. The first <laughs> DVD I ever bought was Cruel Intentions, but it was for Dan the same way I talked about because the Blair Witch Project I did buy for him it was just later the first one was Cruel Intentions and that was same thing it was in September of 99 I actually found a journal entry where I said that shit which is fucking weird that's really funny and speaking of the Blair Witch Project I don't know why I didn't mention this when we talked about it before but like especially in the early days of, of my relationship I would come into a room and Tammy would just be standing in the corner like facing the corner like Blair Witch <laughs> I hope. Come on, dude. <laughs> she would do it like any it would be she she's got this fucking instinct she'd wait exactly the right amount of time since the last time she did it to where i had stopped expecting it and then she'd do it again 
And so I'd like walk in the room, like walk in the kitchen, and she'd just be in the fucking corner facing the wall, like creepily. I'm like, what the fuck? She's and she would, it would always. It's funny, you know. It always would make me laugh. There'd be like that that moment where I was startled by it, you know. And then, of course, think it was hilarious. She, yeah, she's got great fucking timing. She really does. She's very <laughs> funny too. She fucking does shit like that, and it's just like wild. Like the fuck? How do you know that this is the right time to do that? She scares me so often, like startles me. Really? Yeah, and she's constantly like, "You have the worst fucking hearing ever, and your peripheral vision sucks." <laughs> she's like, "I'm, I'm like walking through the, like, I'm like Daryl, the fucking projectionist. You know, she walks in the room like slamming into walls and shit, and then I turn around and she's there. Oh. It wouldn't surprise me if I turned around right now and she's fucking in the room behind me. Oh my god. She's like, uh, she's like a fucking ninja. It's bizarre how sneaky she is." But she claims she's not doing it on purpose, but she fucking, I would say once a week, she scares the shit out of me. I bet she does it a little bit on purpose. <laughs> she definitely gets pleasure out of it. <laughs> <laughs> she's the best. She's my favorite. I, You know, doing this, like reading this journal entries and shit made me feel like my heart felt so full. Like I, I was, I do my notes. I did my fucking stuff. And then when I came home, cause I would, I was going through my journals at work. Um, eventually we'll talk about my current job and I'll tell <laughs> you how I'm able to spend three hours perusing my journals while, you know, getting paid an hourly wage. That's kind of obnoxious for doing that. But, uh, yeah, I, I remember I came home from work like more in love with her <laughs> and she's like, what happened today? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, I said, I've just been reading my journals from when we first met, and it's like just how glowing I am about her and how enamored with her I was. And just, I like just writing like pages and pages of how fucking awesome she is. And every, it's just, she's the best. She's the best. I'm so lucky. That's awesome. That's great. Dude. Yeah. We've been fucking, we've been married now 15 years, been together for 20. It's crazy. It's a long time. But yeah, that was how I got over my (laughs) (laughs) ex-girlfriend. Now, I don't think that counts as a rebound. No. Did you have sex after that? I did. I, I had, I had multiple sex after that. There was no shortage of sex after that. (laughs) Right. So is it the is the whole rebound thing like the next girl you have sex with is the rebound? Cuz um, I wasn't emotionally invested in the, anybody until Tammy after that. I think, so I think the rebound could be a process. You know, it led up to that point because I mean you didn't really go like on a fucking spree but you yeah, had, had I a, didn't run I didn't run through them hood rats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you had a lot of time where you punish yourself. I definitely. You know, and then you had some sex. And then you found Tamidra. That's her Christian name? That's her long form. <laughs> Tamidra. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe it's Tamstifer. Yeah, exactly. Um, I got to yeah, ask Tammy. you before we get too far. <laughs> Tammy. <laughs> Um, as I fucking dip my chocolate cupcake in chocolate syrup. <laughs> He's the best. He was the best. It, you ever see, you've seen Silence of the Lambs, right? Yes. 
you know the end when when Hannibal Lecter calls her from the fucking like resort and he's got the fucking the hat on and everything like that's what this guy looked like to me he's wearing the fucking Hannibal Lecter straw hat like when Hannibal Lecter was being fucking in disguise exactly the yeah. resort <laughs> yeah that guy that guy was so happy to push carts it was amazing that's awesome I wonder dude. if I wonder if he's still kicking ass there I hope so I'm sure he's kicking ass somewhere maybe he's the electronics team lead <laughs> Chris, we're promoting you. <laughs> Would you like 1080p? <laughs> um, fucking awesome. What do you give this shit on the PP scale? Oh, man, this one's an interesting one because it's definitely 11 and it's definitely a 4. <laughs> it was an 11 until Tammy quit and then it was suddenly a 4. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'll accept that. Yeah. It's a 10, but the one extra one is for how sexy she was. She's still sexy, but in a very different way. It's You know what's weird about that? It's impossible to gauge how attractive your spouse is after a certain amount of time together. Right? Like, I I don't know if she's attractive or not. Like, I she is to me, obviously. Like, I see her and I see the fucking love and everything. And I feel the attraction to her. Yeah. But... I really have no fucking idea, <laughs> you know, like if you're like, if you were like saying, I'll give her a rating, like I would rate a stranger, it's impossible to do, which irritates me because I'm very good at compartmentalizing and, and not letting emotions be a factor in my bullshit. But there are some fucking cracks in my facade. <laughs> it's hard for me to deny those, you know, like sometimes I'm just like, fuck, I'm kind of pedestrian when it comes to love, I guess, in that way. Hmm. I don't know. It's a thought, you know, me and her have conversations about this kind of stuff all the time. Basically, if you imagine our relationship, it's just me asking her opinion about things and then her giving me half of them and then the other half being like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I can see it. Anyway. So uh, any other questions about Target or the beginnings of my relationship? No, I feel I feel full. You gave me what I needed. Did you know like 90 percent of that? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I share. Yeah. I'm a sharer. <sighs> All right. Next episode. You know what we're going to talk about next time? You'll never, ever in a million years guess what's next. Does it have to do with food? No. Not at all. It has to do with, like, uh, I don't know, like, fun <laughs> rocks and gemstones and, like... Are we going to Woodfield? <laughs> we are going to be in Woodfield for sure. <laughs> We're definitely going to Woodfield. It's one of the many at Woodfield. It is one. We are going to go to Woodfield a lot over the next couple of episodes, but this next one, Natural Wonders. Ooh, Natural Have you heard wonders. of Natural Wonders? Yes, I have. Have you been in one? Yes. It's not a thing anymore. So you know what they sell, like geodes and Galileo <laughs> thermometers and shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's weird to imagine I'm me working there, huh? Dude, you'll work anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know how I ended up at Natural Wonders? I'm just curious if you know it'll, or if it'll be a surprise. It was, I'm just assuming it was one of 13 applications you filled out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then this this will be a more interesting story than you're expecting because there is a very specific reason. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do that next time. In case, but, in case you're wondering, I'm like a little high. Yeah. Just like a little foggy. Just foggy. How tight are your lips? 
<laughs> I got loose lips, baby. All right. You're still wearing a shirt, so. <laughs> you fucking pop your shirt off. Let me show you this picture of Elmo and tell me what you see. Okay. <laughs> you know what would really hit the spot right now, boss? Bob Ross. Have so, you have you watched? Did we talk about Euphoria, the show Euphoria? Yeah, I watched a couple episodes of it. It's disturbing, right? It's pretty fucked up, dude. Yeah. Did you did you you didn't get as far as the, as the party, the Halloween party? No, I got to oh. where she got out of rehab, and then just quickly got back into it. Okay, so a couple episodes later, they're gonna go to a party, like a Halloween party, and one of the side characters dresses up. The, as bob ross and it's fucking great it's like the best okay <laughs> it's such a good costume it made me laugh out loud when i saw it it was pretty great yeah that show's fucking a little challenging yeah i felt nah. felt bad about it we'll wait until uh we get done with this podcast and we do the euphoria podcast we'll talk about it then um, all right well i love yeah. you i love you too man thanks for talking to me it's been a while i enjoyed this Let's not wait as long to do it next time. No. I'll see you at Natural Wonders. You will. I'm going to sell you some fucking geodes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.